welcome to Lifting Leaders Podcast, where we're unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Trisha Ryan, and together with Crystal Roberts, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we are exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. Hi, welcome to Lifting Leaders. This is Trisha, and I'm here with Crystal today. And Hi, Trisha. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. We're in the we're in the rainy Northwest today, right? So nice to kind of be inside and concentrate on something different. Um, yeah, you know, we had like what three days of n- no rain and some beautiful sun, and so yeah, it's it's good that it's raining because our plants were like, "What's going on?" I know. <laughs> I, know. I was thinking. I'm getting a little spoiled here. We had three full days of sun, and I'm not sure if I could, I know what to do with that. I put produce in the ground. You know, I started mm, my yeah. vegetable um, garden this week and or last week, and I was really wondering if if they were going to even grow because there was no sun. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, they're like twice as big now, and it's only been a week. So good for us. Let's hope that it keeps keeps up. That's that, awesome. But I would like some sun once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought we could really change up everything today and just talk about us. <laughs> but talk about us with with a purpose, right? Um, I know, you know, you and I have been not only friends, but colleagues for the last five years. And so we've gotten to know each other pretty well, seeing each other day to day and um, and collaborating on some things, both internally to the company we worked for and also on our own just some nice projects right yeah absolutely it's been great i think so too but (laughs) it has taken it takes a certain vulnerability i think that for us to uh, be those people that will collaborate with and and bank off what we're learning from each other and make something better and so i thought what we could talk about today would be um possibly the benefit of having a network of trusted and um, loyal people around you and how important that is when you're a leader. Um, I I worry sometimes that um, some of the people I know who are leaders, who think they've gotten to where they are with all by themselves, they forget that we never do. Almost never do you see a leader go from wherever they are to wherever they want to be without people along the way. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think that's such an important leadership sort of awareness um, and practice to make sure that you're strengthening your network. But also, and part of that, I suppose it's it's connected, is thinking about how do we how do we create um, a, a a group around us, a small a small group of people that we really trust? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Brene Brown talks about this as well in her book Dare to Lead about how it's important to have, and I think she calls it, you know, it's like on a post-it note. You know, you have to be able to write it on a post-it note. Who are kind of those close ties? that you can rely on and that you can be completely vulnerable with and 
and get their feedback, talk to them um, honestly about what's going on in your life, really be able to process through on that. And sometimes we hear people talk about them as like kitchen cabinets, um, but it's it's a group that doesn't necessarily always tell you um, that it's supportive, obviously supportive, but they're not always telling you, yeah, great job. They're the ones that are going to tell you the truth. <laughs> they're going to tell you when you're not doing so great too. And and you can hear it in a different way because you trust them. Yes. Oh, that's so, so rich. And the reason is that I think often people mistake that. They think that your, your supporters are the people who are always going to tell you you're doing great. They're always going to be the ones that hold you up when you're you're going down a little bit, right? And yet, to that point, um, so often it's the very people who will tell you that, you know, while we know your intentions were this, it kind of fell flat, and here's why. You know, I'd rather know that sometimes so that I could improve. I'd rather know where I'm making a mistake that might come back to bite me or impact my organization or something, then have a bunch of people saying yes to me and, and being so supportive. It's not that that's not good. It's wonderful. You know, we all love to have, you know, positive affirmations and stuff. However, it's those, those people that are willing to give you the gift of true feedback and your willingness as a leader, my willingness as a leader to accept it, knowing that I trust you. I trust what you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those are so important. The more, the higher sort of you go in an organization, people really tend to end up getting pretty isolated by the time you get to the top. And, you know, people oftentimes, if they aren't in that small group of yours, they oftentimes won't tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And so, they're wanting to make sure that you see them in a positive light. That could be that if you're not super responsive to the feedback that you're getting, people shut down. So really making sure that you've got some really trusted people in your organization that, or at least in your group, that can give you that honest feedback. And you can test out ideas on them as well before you go out to a wider audience. Yeah. And, you know, I think that being discriminating, really, you know, it's not just everybody that you encounter who will be your best, you know, supporter or your your best network member or whatever you want to call them. But um, it's those people you have to kind of think about what are my values and and how are they reacting to this person, you know, when you meet someone? And I think that's what happened with us for me. Mm. You know, you hired me for goodness sake, right? <laughs> and yep. um, I... I remember when I went through the interview and just the fact that you came down and got me, you took me up to the interview, you were supportive of me as I was being interviewed by other people. And I had never seen that in an interview before. You know, I'd been through a lot of interviews in my life, just sometimes for practice. But um, this was like interview from... Disneyland almost because it was so positive you know yeah. it just felt like wow this this felt good I went into it thinking it was just going to be an exercise I wasn't sure if I would get the job and it was just so nice to have a hiring manager who felt 
like or who acted like I mattered and and that it was important. And from day one, when you hired me, from day one, I felt like we could collaborate, which I've not often felt from um, leaders that I've had, you know, that I could just jump in and collaborate with them. So we did, you know, and I think that's where I started really feeling that I had um, not just a leader who was extremely supportive and truly a gem to have, but also someone, a colleague that I could interact with, share with, be vulnerable with. And I think that has served both of us well, um, because we've done some pretty amazing things over the past five years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, and just to be clear, um, Trisha and I actually didn't know each other um, prior to um, for that first interview, right? <laughs> we got to get to know each other a little bit in that first interview. Um, but I would say also just coming from the perspective of a leader um, in that situation, yeah, it's really important to start off on the right foot with a with a uh, direct report. And so my goal was for every candidate by going down there and greeting them and bringing them up to the room and hopefully having a very respectful conversation that felt like they were honored, whether they got the position or not, mm-hmm. that it was really important to start on that, that um, sort of that, that footing where uh, everyone felt respected. So, um, yeah, I think that is an important thing before even an, a person is an employee of the organization. How do we treat them? Do we treat them as if they are an honored member already. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that sets the tone for how close uh, an employee and their their leader are going to be, yeah. you know, especially if, if they find out at that point or early on in a relationship that language is, they have language in common. Yeah. They have um, common values, or at least they have values that are compatible in some way. Yeah. Um, the fact that they, you know, even feeling like I could talk about my background and you could talk about yours. Um, that felt really, I was honored about that. I, you know, I've had some pretty awesome leaders in my past, but I would have to say that, um, this one was the favorite you, you are definitely my favorite. And for a lot of reasons, because it just felt like I was coming to work, to work with a colleague, but I never, I never lost sight of the fact that you were my leader. It just, it didn't matter as much because I was going to do a good job for you no matter what. And, that's what I think I'm talking about too, is that yeah. that whole thing about when when we are leaders, every we do believe everyone leads. And so yeah. everybody this applies to everybody. But being in that position and for people who are in formal leadership roles and they're working their way up to the point you made earlier about how, you know, the higher up you go, a little more you get a little more distant from the people that you're around. I remember when I was uh, a new manager, and my whole thing was, oh, I'm going to have an open-door policy. Don't you worry. You just come right by. Just drop in. No big deal. And then I got the work, <laughs> yeah. and I realized that I can't do that. I really yeah. can't leave my door open all the time, and I'm not getting any work done if I am doing this with people all day long. Well, that's just too bad because people are the reason why I was successful. Yeah, And I had to figure out how to, how to you know, just – keep shuffling my priorities around so that I was getting work done, but that they were being taken care of. I made mistakes in the very beginning and it took me some time to learn my way out of it, you know, and build that trust again. 
But what made me think about that, that was a few minutes ago when you were talking about, you know, as you go higher, you kind of get a little more distant. And that's true, you know, because as you do get higher in an organization, in a formal leadership role, your work changes, and sometimes your your line of sight to the actual day-to-day activities that your people are doing, yeah, you kind of lose sight of that because you're looking at it more strategically at a higher level, at a 35,000-foot level or whatever, and you're trying to see how you're going to make that work. Um, you either are the leader who's going to get down there and get in the weeds with your people, and that's one way to alienate a lot of folks, right? <laughs> or you're going to be so high up that you lose that connection with what is the work that's really being done that is feeding into this initiative that I'm working on, right? Right. And so sometimes then you start getting a little, your confidence starts getting a little shaky because, well, what will I say to them? I don't know how to even connect. So there's where that disconnect often between the leader and the, and the follower is, you know, where the follower can't, can't touch their heart with the leader. They don't have any real heart yeah. connection. And that's where the leader's vulnerability is so critical, I think, is just don't lose that, that connection. Yeah. That's, those are the people that get you to where you are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's lots of different ways that leaders can do that to make sure they're connected. And sometimes that's just um, making, you know, setting a meeting and just listening, having a couple of questions and getting that feedback that oftentimes by the time you get through the layers that it's being screened out and you're only getting one sort of point of view, but Mm -hmm. to actually, you know, or Go walk around, right? Go walk around um, the shop floor, you know, the, t- the sort of quintessential shop floor. That's a little diff- more difficult now with a lot of people working from home. But you can still call that meeting and or have one-on-ones with people and just take 15 minutes and talk to them and see how things are going for them. And, man, I remember um, it was several years ago when we were doing some focus group work. Um, and there was an employee who, um, was a craft worker and they were, they brought up how, and they still remembered and how impactful it was when it was an executive that came down, it was like a midnight shift or a swing shift. And they came and they walked around and shook people's hands and said, you know, hello, how are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. Show me what you're doing. And they were so proud of the work that they do. And so they loved being able to show this good work that they were doing. And they were just talking about it like it was this amazing story because it was so impactful to them, even though it had happened years before. So the the power of actually uh, coming down and talking with people and getting the scoop right there from from people rather than having it filtered till it gets to you is so mm-hmm. important. It's such a strong element for a healthy culture too. I mean, and yeah. engagement, my goodness, the fact that that person remembered that years later or other people remember it too, because I'm sure anybody who witnessed it yeah. um, probably was blown away by the fact that somebody at a higher level came down and, and just hung out for a while. And yeah. that is such an important element. I, I know when I was working in healthcare that our, our executives used to do that often because, you know, hospitals are 24 hours a day. Yeah. And there's a whole shift, probably two shifts, that hardly ever see the executives. And, and yet those executives' voices are being heard 
24-7. Yeah. So it's really nice when people can put a name and a face or to the voice that they hear or to the yeah. memo that they've read or whatever, right? Yeah. It, it goes volumes. We used to have like initiatives where that's exactly what, you know, every executive in the hospital would have to make. They called them rounds, but um, we changed it up a little bit. You know, the, there's a, a term for what rounds are in healthcare, but um, it was really just to connect. It was not to test anybody or anything like that. And it took probably about three or four rounds of rounds over a couple of months before people started trusting that yeah. they weren't on the spot for something, right? Because yeah. it, it's hard when you've never had it. Yeah. So leaders who are listening to this yeah. might want to keep in mind if they change up and start going out, if they haven't done that before where where they're um, you know, just connecting. Nothing yeah. to do with work, just connect as yeah. people. That... Um, People may not initially be so receptive because if they've never had it before, yeah. they're wondering why they're having it now. Yeah. So it's um, it's just being consistent, right, and yeah. doing it regularly so that it's not an event, but instead it's it's just an activity that you do regularly. Yeah, just part of part of your your quarterly routine, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's such an important thing. So that's kind of like. One one aspect of that developing relationships, right, and creating um, creating your your group of people, and it's wide. That one's very wide. We started with talking about a very tight knit group that is that you can be totally vulnerable with, and they'll give you honest feedback. That's a that's a, a close knit group, mm-hmm. and then you have those people that you you work with every day and. And that's an important group too, right? To keep making sure that you've got strong connections there and knowing who you can reach out to um, and who can reach out to you and, and to continue to create those relationships. I think you brought up something that was really important just a little bit ago where you're talking about when you were a new manager and we see this all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time, where people say, I'm just too busy. I can't do this as a leader. I, I have stacks and stacks of things to do. My inbox, I have, you know, 300 emails I've got to get back to. I just don't have the time. And there really isn't a good answer to that one. I think we're never, we're never going to get to the bottom of our inbox. We're never going to get to the bottom of our to-do list. Somebody was actually um, coaching me on this the other day. And they were saying, you know, that the work continues to flow. And for some reason, the way they said that, it really struck me. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, that's so true. It's like nobody ever turns that spigot off. It just keeps coming. And I think that's been actually one of the biggest surprises as I've leapt off and done my own thing out of corporate life mm-hmm. is I thought, oh, it's going to be so different that, that that whole piece about feeling like there's so much work and I can't get to it and had this vision of being able to, because I'd seen other coaches doing it, right? They're posting in the middle of the day saying, you know, hey, loving my walk, you know, and I was like, this is what I want. I want to be able to take walks in the middle of the day. I'm like, gee, I'm still waiting. I'm four months in. I'm still waiting (laughs) to go for my walks during the middle of the day. Not happening yet. I've gotten a couple in. Um, and I have made some some different choices on how I spend my time at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
having this more flexibility being a coach. Um, so I am, I'm, I've, I've dangled my feet in the water around coaching life, but yeah, the work doesn't stop. So we have to make choices, right? We have to make right. choices on how we spend our time. And I think what Trisha and I are saying is that, you know, yeah, the work's there and this is really important too. And this is part of your work. So you have to figure out how to make it happen just to get up and go do it. Well, and I love that you said that. And and one of the things that it makes me think about is that if we remember that our work is not getting done by us personally a lot of times. Our work is getting done by the very people that we are shutting out sometimes. Yeah. So if we are really wanting to get, you know, spectacular amounts of work done basically or really good effective results, it behooves us to make those connections. It really does because these are the people, if they know us and if we know them, then we know how to approach them. We know how to, um, who will be the best, who has the strengths for this type of work where somebody else might have strengths for some other type of work. We can utilize our workforce so much more easily if we get to know the people who are working there. You also said something that made me think about you said you said that you know you've got your inner circle those very few people to me that that's what I call my inner circle or my angel network or whatever you want to call it and then you've got the people who you work with or or who you interact with throughout your your day and that in my, what came to mind for me was 360 you know mm. there are leaders who are so blown away when they get their 360 reviews because they they're expecting in their mind, they think that they have a good relationship with yeah. everybody at all the different levels. And sometimes it's a little bit of a shock to find out that um, there's a whole group that that rates us a little lower or that, I won't say lower, but in an area where there's some some work can be done, right? Yeah. Um, and that's that's the wake up call, you know. And it shouldn't be a shame on you that you didn't get it done. That these people don't think you're doing a good job. It should be a, wow! I never realized I'm maybe not connecting enough. Maybe I'm not making connections with the with the people that I asked to do my 360. Yeah. Maybe I need need to do more work, or maybe I need to go out and ask them. You know, what would have changed that so that you know that can really be a good start sometimes to realizing where your where your best support and network is because you know that kind of constructive feedback is a gift people wouldn't give it if they didn't care right yeah absolutely yeah feedback those 360s can be can really allow people to grow mm-hmm. um in in ways that they they just wouldn't have known so i love the fact when it actually does sort of put a little bit of a highlight on a on a blind spot for people because mm-hmm. then they they have a choice. You always have a choice when you get feedback if you want to do anything about it. But man, it can be it can be life changing for people and life changing not only for the leader but for the the people that report to them. Right. Yeah. And you know, I've I have seen people who have had really high ratings in their three sixties consistently across the board with every group that had had done their um, surveys. And what I noticed about a few of the people that I've actually had a chance to talk to about that was that they did maintain healthy connections with all of those people. Mm. And so, and they got a lot of work done. They're very effective as leaders. So 
part of that is that they're trusting their network. They're connecting with everybody. They have good rapport, and there isn't, and they're not overworked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So yeah, there's something to be said for um, you know having a conversation before you go through something like that, though, and getting right with the fact that you're going to get feedback that you may not have expected to get, and it's okay. You know, yeah. it's really okay because that's the good starting part or yeah. starting point. You know, that's where you you start to see where do, what do I need to do, and the the sooner you do it, and the more consistent you are in doing it the easier your work gets. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. The other place where I think that's really helpful is when someone has taken on a new role. So especially when they've moved up in the organization and we know that at different levels of leadership, it requires different skills. And so the feedback that you might have gotten uh, as you move up the organization might be more about the skills that you're hanging on to that you haven't let go of yet because new skills are needed at, at that next level. And we see that all the time, you know, and, and that's okay. It's part of the growing process. And that's why we do the 360 so that people can actually get that feedback and make the growth. And we don't expect people to be perfect, right? And how can you be perfect? But you know, it's that old thing about what got you here isn't going to get you there. That's right. And so it's, it's really taking on new, new skills and new capabilities and new relationships as you go up the organization. That's so rich. And it, it's actually that the results from those 360s and the, the follow-up coaching that goes on after that, that helps a person. So when you get your, when we get our results, right, we're not just like, thrown out to the desert and, and told to, you know, make it better. In our world, your, your world and my world, it's all about get that 360, unpack the results, and work with us as coaches to, you know, to really try and get you to get leaders to a place where they are feeling confident about where they are, feeling that they've made strides, and then you do like a follow-up 360 maybe the next year or at a different period of time. And I, I can't see any time when a person, if they've worked through it and they've gone through their you know, coaching and worked on what they were supposed to work on to get there, that they, um, they wouldn't see better results. Yeah. You know, I've hardly ever seen that happen. So, yeah. Yeah. But it takes that work. It does. Right? And yeah. I, I do think working with a coach is really helpful. It's part of that um, resource that you need to pull on board because your coach actually has maybe some new information in addition to that 360. But there's new information out there about how to be a good leader at every level. Mm -hmm. And so getting getting that information is the first piece to actually taking action and doing something um, to get better. So yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I want to make sure that everybody who's listening knows that though being a coach is not coming and giving you answers to yeah. make you better. It's not saying, okay, you need to do this, this <laughs> and this. That's not, it's not prescriptive. No. So it is definitely um, the act of walking with you yeah. and, and giving you the space and safe space, yeah. you know, and, and batting around ideas, but they're your ideas as a leader. So it's, it's, um, pretty exciting actually to do that and to watch people 
really make change that lasts. So, yeah. Yeah. So we started this all talking about how, you know, how important it is to have that one or two or those few trusted people that that can really make a difference. And I just the reason I really wanted to talk about this today is that, you know, we're in a new world now and people are starting to return to work. That's true. But we're not returning to the same. We're returning to something different. And it's going to be that way forever, you know. And this is the way it's always been in a way, but we had a real push with the pandemic, right? But I think that that what I hope that leaders will take from this is that if they aren't doing those things that connect them with the people who serve them or that work with them, then this is the time to do that because we're going to be getting more and more complex as, you know, work is going to get more and more complex as we go forward. And we're going to have more and more new challenges that are going to completely throw us off our mark if we don't have more people in our network to help us digest it or process it. You know, if you do it all by yourself, you're going to have one very, very narrow perspective. But if you've got the collective input from a lot of people that trust you and you trust as well, then I think the, the outcomes will be much richer because you're looking at it more broadly and you can see further down the line what the impact might be. What do you think? I think that's so true. And the other thing that came to mind as you were talking about that was how our networks have expanded and certainly can expand. One of the things that I often see in especially early leaders, people who are just starting out in leadership, is we've been talking about taking that time. So if you don't take the time, oftentimes people are so overwhelmed with the work that they aren't sort of looking up like you were talking about and looking down the road. Um, that's such an important skill. But your network now, I think because we're all so used to being on Zoom, that it can be worldwide. Yes. Like in an instant. And that is what, something that has been really interesting um, and exciting. I mm-hmm. love that. So, you know, one minute I'm talking to somebody in London and the next time I'm talking to somebody in Texas. And it's like pulling all of us together um, in just, it's, you know, it's a split second that it happens and it just feels, it feels so normal. It's just amazing. And so I feel like there's, there's something happening there where Mm -hmm. we're so becoming so connected to people that aren't just in our own building or in our own team or even in our own city. Mm-hmm. But in a moment, we're talking to people across the world. It's fantastic. It is. And, you know, it, it is something that we're now getting to realize. However, there are businesses that have been, you know, been global for yeah. years. Yeah. And they have known to do that. But there are more businesses that have not been global than there have than there are that have. Yeah. And so this is like a new world for a lot of us. And the nice thing is that a lot of those people who are in other countries, they may not have come from companies or organizations where they're global either. And so it's it's like getting to know, it's like getting new pen, pen pals or whatever right. you want to call it. You know, it's like, wow, you know, I'm I'm meeting somebody in Ireland. I'm yeah. meeting, you know, and the the cool thing is that there are a lot of commonalities. That's what's amazing. And especially, I think, because we all have just been through the pandemic, too. Mm -hmm. That's what's 
really amazing to me is how many of the things that matter to them that are most critical to them are the same things that we're talking about and matter to us as well. So that is, um, that's really amazing. And at the same time, it's also amazing to see the differences and the difference that different things that people are having to struggle with, um, or have better. I was just talking to a, a colleague, um, in, London and this person had just um, they just uh, started working there and the company give which is standard I guess was giving them six weeks of vacation like they just started <laughs> it was like six weeks of vacation and they're expected to take all of it mm-hmm. like it's not a good thing if you haven't taken all of your vacation and. I'm like, wow, I know here, you know, in the U.S. on most companies, it's like not, it's just not that generous. And if you took six weeks of vacation, people would think, oh, no, you're not, you know, dedicated to your job. And who knows if you had one when you came back. And so there are differences, um, lots of different kind of differences. That's just one example. But so I think that's also cool. Like we can see the similarities, but we can also see in the moment some of the differences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even the, you know, just work practices. Yeah. You know, I, there are, I've met with a couple of people, one from South America who had a different work practice that to me sounded more like a best practice. And, and I can't explain it yet because I'm still trying to unpack what it was, but it was definitely organizational development type stuff, but they just, they have a different way of looking at it. And with the culture that, that this person is working with, it, she had to change up the way she approached things. And I'm thinking, wow, that's like a different way of looking at a foundational principle. Yeah. And and I think that's what we're that's what this whole new world is about. It's like taking yeah. taking our foundational stuff, things that we all knew to be, you know, trusted and new and real and everything, that now we're we're seeing it switched up. And a lot of it is due to the fact that there are great minds out there in the world who are not us and they're they're just testing new ways of doing things and they're sharing it yeah and yay you know i'll i'll be there to listen to it any time because i know that there are a lot of things that we do that should there in theory work great yeah but then when you look at whatever the health of the culture is or whatever it just doesn't always land that way so it's it's a test for practitioners to really you know, you have to be on your game all the time trying to figure out how to get people to trust you enough to try something. Yeah. Right. So there's, yeah. there's that trust again, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I, you know, sort of in the academic world, they call that the, the strength of weak ties. Yes. Right? And so we have the opportunity to have that all at our fingertips in just you know, a split second, which is, is something new as you were talking about, you know, it's like this, this is, this is something new. It's our world is evolving. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And so with that, I'm going to say this is enough of a nugget for today. Um, but we're going to be touching on this again. We've got, we've got some really great speakers coming up and, um, and one of them coming very soon that will be talking to us about this very kind of stuff and um, with a real twist. So I want to say, Crystal, thank you so much. 
It's been a great day. Thank you. Yeah, no, this was fun. A little different format. Yeah. I'd like to remind people that we have our summer challenge going on, our sensational yes. summer challenge. And so if you don't know about that um, or um, you want more information, uh, we're still getting details out, but you know that it's going on. Um, we're looking for people to um, to actually make a difference this summer, make an everyday difference to make the world a better place. And so start now. It's after Memorial Day. It's technically summer, but not by the lunar lunar calendar. (laughs) Make a difference um, today. Make a difference this summer. And we've got some prizes. We have the $350 REI um, gift cards that we're going to be giving out at the end of summer. Um, when um, people actually formally put their information in. Um, but we also would love to hear from you what you're thinking about or what you've started. Send us a picture, put it on your Instagram. Who knows, you might become an interviewee. That's right, we yeah. We may be interviewing you on this podcast. That would be really fun, yeah. So if you do if you do the Instagram, make sure you tag us so that we can... Um, be sure and put it out on our social media as well. We'll give you a little shout out. So we're really um, looking forward to hearing from from you on that. Also, we're looking forward to hearing you and keeping the conversation going about this topic as well. Let us know, does this resonate with you? Um, How are you looking at your networks and how has it changed um, as we've um, become a little, our, our work situation is changing, hybrid workplace, so people are going back into the workplace. How is it changing for you? You know, also, I want to just throw out on our website, you can go on our website and sign up to um, either be on our podcast or, you know, have us on your podcast or to ask us a question. And I'm just, I want to throw out um, if there's something that you want us to to talk about specifically and, you know, you want to challenge us with that. Go ahead, send it to us on our website, and you know we will definitely take it into consideration. And you may find us talking about the topic that you asked for. Yeah, in the very near, su- near, ah, very near future. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you can um, find that at www.liftingleaderspodcast.com. And you can find us on all our social media. Um, we're on Facebook um, uh, as lifting underscore leaders and Instagram as well. And um, we hope to, to connect with you soon. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>